Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. It's great to welcome the boss of footy down here in Tasmania, in fact, with the statewide league. Damien Gill, good morning to you, young man. Good morning. How are we, gentlemen? Good, thank you. Great to have you with us. Um, we've had a, a great week of footy. We had Kath McCann on last week, and Kath was absolutely brilliant. She's a fabulous woman. This, I can't, and I can't understate that anymore. Um, by the way, Brett, we went all over the world last week on every channel in the country talking about Tassie footy. It was great, and it was all on the back of some of the big announcements that Kath mentioned on the program. Um, let's start there. Terribly exciting March 18. It's all going to be happening in terms of the Tassie team, the men's and women's team. We're going to see colours. We're going to hear names. How exciting. You must be just oh, tickle pink to be have a role in this whole thing. Oh, incredibly exciting. Yeah, and there's a lot of work being feverishly done to get it ready for March 18. I think it's going to get Tasmania really up and about and um, ready to go for this team. Of course, a few years off yet, but we're going to have these key milestones along the way now that we can really rally behind. And I think it'll feel a bit more real for people once they see the name, once they see the colours, um, and we've got something to cheer for. It does feel like uh, we've had a couple of chapters, of course, but it feels like a really distinctive day, a big moment. Uh, in time. Oh, can I just touch on Kath with you briefly? And she's been in the system now. You've been around her, uh, not always, but very working very close with her side by side the last four or five months. Um, tell us about her impact, because oh, I just think the world of her. She's brilliant. She's awesome, Kath. She's just full of energy, um, great ideas. Uh, I think, you know, she knows footy well. She knows sport she well. Does. But she's she also... Um, brings a wealth of knowledge from other industry. Um, she's a great fit. Uh, I nearly don't think you could find someone better for the role they've. I don't think they it's nearly about right it. now. No. Um, and she's joined our team in at AFL Tasmania, and it's been magnificent. To be honest, yes. it's brought a bit of spring to everyone's step, and um, she's really embraced us as as part of the push for the Tasmanian team in terms of getting things ready, and we're sort of all in it together, which is really nice. So yeah, no, Kat's a, a terrific Tasmanian. Uh, Gilly, obviously, with the stadium debates, I mean, it's still raging. There's no, you know, there's no guarantees in it happening or where it's going to be. And well, I'm not sure about that. I but saw. Anyway, I well, going. I mean, there was a tender put out a couple of weeks ago for a designer of the stadium. So it's it's a, it's got a long way to go, and oh, the, yeah. and, the, and the political uh, system has a, obviously a long way to go in deciding whether or not that happens. With with the announcements on March 18, going to be very exciting. What what is the possibility that we can go down that path and create this excitement and then the stadium falls over and and all of it falls apart and the team doesn't happen is that still something that can happen well there's a process i guess and it's a live process and a genuine process so part of that i guess um to answer your question there is a possibility but i I think come um, on no 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 i no, it's worth asking I, i think uh well I'll sort of let others worry about that. I think our job is to run with the momentum around the team, um, make something of it, of it for grassroots footy and community footy, uh, but also like we can't sit on our hands and 
think about what ifs. We've just got to get ready, get this team rolling. Mm. 2028, we're coming in. We want to be competitive. We want to be a force. Um, and the infrastructure is a key pillar of it, and the right people will work through that. But I'm confident that cooler heads can prevail. The opportunity in front of us is enormous, and we can't let it slip. Um, but those processes will play out um, with the right people involved. You spoke about processes and community and, and one of the key things and we'll, we'll now touch on some positives i didn't want to be that guy but <laughs> you know, we've guy. got we've got the biggest cheerleader in the world <laughs> you know who, who hosts a show each week i've got to play devil's advocate sometimes um kath was uh, you know spoke so passionately about community last week and um you know, she's a, a local hobart girl who's been in high performance netball and, and understands culture and teams and clubs and and the importance the important role sport can play in the community i guess from from afl tasmania's um standpoint the challenges of um hobart and the challenges of clubs in scottsdale and 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 some of those regional football clubs that have struggled in in recent times do, do you get the feeling that even these announcements and talk of the afl team has, has recreated that that community excitement around footy and, and and you're seeing those those benefits in in community already and and if not do you expect that to take place with the announcement of the team and 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 so on i think it's been a shot in the arm um as I saw it, the moment the team was announced as happening, it was the opening up of an opportunity for us. So there's always been a chip on our shoulder as Tasmanians that we haven't been on the, the national radar. We haven't had this hero product to get behind. We haven't had something for our kids to aspire to. So that goes out the window now. And we can all rally behind one common purpose. And that's always been the challenge. We haven't had one focus together to rally around. And... Uh, with that, I think it, it breeds a lot of confidence in footy. It, um, it brings out the passion in footy that maybe for some had, had waned a little bit, and I think it's been incredibly positive already. I think the big thing and where we're going to see the real benefits is with the kids. So it, I'm not going to sit here and pretend that there aren't going to be senior clubs in the next couple of years that do it tough, because guess what? Senior clubs do it tough all across the country at different points in time. But what we've got to do is we've got to really double down in our efforts in Auskick, in schools, and go hard in growing the game at the base and then have more players all across the state, have three really strong regions with really fruitful junior competitions that are not just producing talent but producing our best community footballers in the future. That's where our efforts need to lie and that's where ultimately... Down the track, hopefully we aren't seeing senior clubs in strife because we have so many people playing the game across Tasmania. The Believe Tasmania um, program over the month of January was brilliant and I went to a few of the locations around Tasmania, saw you down at Kettering. I know you did three or four, perhaps went yeah. to Oatlands, did you with Tubes yes. and you went to the one in, in the city here. Um, a brilliant time to actually bring it to the community, um, well received from a lot of people. That thing we're touching on too is the the reigniting of footy almost, the, the reincarnation for the kids is something I've believed from day one is that's what we need. We actually need this shot in the arm. And the benefits for the local clubs, which Brett sort of touched on, what are they? I mean, that's the key to all this, isn't it? I mean, the... the the first 22 or 23 is going to be awesome. The, the girls' team will be out in a couple of years. Can't wait for it. But it's everything else, isn't it? The peripheral stuff that we desperately need in Tassie. Well, rising tide lifts all boats. And you, you have a professional team here 
We have no reason for our kids to go elsewhere to play, whether they're trying to have a crack and they're playing VFL or they're, they're actually in the AFL. They don't have to leave anymore. So we keep our best talent. And the other thing that's underrated is I think what we'll see is we'll see Victorians and other players that maybe can't get a crack at other teams Definitely. come down here and think it's their way into the AFL. So the quality of footy will rise in the state. There's no question about that, especially with how many kids we... We have a strong ambition of getting 28,000 participants by 2028. So the first bounce of the team, we want to take it to 2028. So for context, end of last year, we're at 17,000. So that is a massive jump, but that's the work our team at AFL Tasmania are doing. And we're targeting a huge jump in participation. And with that, obviously comes a lot of talent. Jack Revolt was big on this. And I know Kath talked about it last week is touching on the fact that the opportunity we actually do have in Tasmania as the island state, uh, which is something that nobody else can have, not just the island itself, but in terms of setting up this program from day one, the advantages. People have always talked about the disadvantages, mm. Damien, about, oh, I'm not going to Tassie. Why do we want to come here? By the way, the Geelong, seven Geelong Premiership players were down here last weekend up at Orford spending the weekend to get away from everything. Um, there is things that you can drive home here that nobody else and other clubs don't have. Is that, is that how you see it? Yeah, I've always seen it that way. I, I, I've always been of the view anyone that pots Tasmania hasn't spent a lot of time here uh, because it's... Absolutely, God's country. So, um, and I think the Geelong example is an interesting one because they have been able to harness something um, pretty special down in Geelong where lifestyle sort of reigns supreme and it's actually a real draw card for big-name players. Like Jeremy Cameron, the big reason he would have gone to Geelong is lifestyle. Definitely. Guess what we've got here in spades is yep. a magnificent lifestyle. So, yeah, no, I think we'll be a real force. With the, um, the mention of... Um community and, and, and strength of community, the shift to the away from the statewide league and into the regional competition, so south, north and northwest. And what what are, what are, what are some of the challenges in that, I guess, you know, but we, we've heard from the North Launceston Footy Club, very vocal in, in their concerns and, and, and I guess, you know, an opportunity to speak to those concerns that um, they're going to, you know, their fear is that they'll lose a lot of their players back to their regional clubs, um, you know, who who they've recruited through being linked to the statewide league and having a link to the, you know, the the, the best possible competition in the state, which is their best opportunity, the pathway, etc. You, know, you could look at Glenorchy will be in a similar boat. So, you know, they've been the hub for the region, uh, Claremont and Brightons and uh, New Norfolk, Oatlands, Mount Pleasant, etc. All of those kids travel down and play for Glenorchy because that's a pathway. So the likelihood of them losing players back into community and, and, and those clubs, Brighton in particular, um, becomes a problem for those clubs. You know, so I, I guess what are, the, what are the challenges with that setup, um, and you know, what are the positives as well? Yeah, I think well, it's been... And hard, hard to answer. Well, it's been highly well, let's, talked let's call, about. Let's call it out. You've been smacked from pillar to post by the North Lonnie Footy Club. Yes, yeah. Uh, First thing I'll say about North Line is I respect so much um, what they've done as a footy club and I 100% appreciate that these circumstances is not what they want and for them um, it, it's been a real struggle to see any positives in it and I, and I 100% get it but this is not just about one club, it's about the whole state mm. and I think when the State League was originally set up, it was set up as a talent competition and it was set up to drive our best young talent who at that point only played a couple of games in, a, in an academy series in terms of for Tasmania to get noticed. The world has changed massively. 
Um, we're now full-time in a program at under-18 level for boys and girls. We're soon going to have a VFL and VFLW program. And then we're going to have the ultimate cherry on top in an AFL and AFLW program. So from a talent perspective, we no longer need the state league um, as that talent competition. So then what we are talking about is community footy. And when we're talking about community footy, the regions are so important. We need our clubs to be highly relevant in their communities. And we've seen it is a struggle to try and be a state league club and be deeply relevant in your community. It's hard to do high performance and community at once. Mm. So we want them to get back to being strong community clubs and be a beacon for their local community. Hold that thought, young man. We'll continue down that path straight after the break. Damien Gills joined us this morning with Flash and Jeevesy. A beautiful morning coming live to you from Harrison Agents. Good morning. Stay with us. A big show. This is Saturdays in Tassie with David Lithgow and Brett Jeeves. No doubt about it. That's where we're at, Fred Chiefs. It's not for you, but that is absolutely for me. Text in, roof is coming to you live here. Well, they're not coming live. I wish they were. 0437 535. Damien Gills joined us this morning. And Brett's uh, question about the, the statewide league. We're in our last year, and look, the, and in particular, some of the clubs have been really critical. And without mentioning names, good morning, Kerry Scurra, and the, the likes, they've, they've whacked you. They mm-hmm. have gone for your throat. Um, what do we say to those people at the North Lonely Football Club? Because as Brett touched on it, this is not a this is a delicate situation. There's no winners initially in this, and we're not looking for scalps, are we? But it it is about the next phase. It is, and it's about having three strong regional competitions. So the state league, as it exists today, doesn't include a whole region of our state. Arguably, probably. The, the best region in terms of producing AFL talent over the journey. There's some incredible names come out of the northwest of the mm. state. And basketball. Yeah. Oh. So <laughs> we want our investment to be across all three regions. We want three strong regional competitions. And initially, I, uh, I hear your question on dilution and talent. It's a long game, um, and we need more strong community clubs. Um, and the model we didn't, as I say, from a high-performance perspective... It's not the focus. It's actually we'll have the best practice pathway in the country. I'm confident of that. You'll have talent academies from 12 years of age in all three regions, under 16s, under 18s, and then you can play VFL, VFLW. You can play AFL, AFLW, all without leaving Tasmania, which is amazing. Mm. Um, and we'll have that concentrated pathway, which is just perfect for the size of our state as well from a high-performance perspective. So I'm really confident of what's in place from a talent point of view which just means a major adjustment to the purpose of the state league. And it means we're talking about community footy and we're talking about how do we elevate more high-performing community footy clubs and have really rich, strong regional leagues that matter to people, not just the players on the field, but matter to people broadly. Mm. Community footy exists not just for those that go out and play. Um, It is really important to a lot of people's lives and we've got to make sure our footy clubs are really relevant and strong. Um, and represent their community. So that's a, that's a big part of it. But I acknowledge it's a huge step change for some, but it's not the death of clubs. It's, it, it's a change. Um, clubs will come out of this um, 
just as strong as they are. It's a matter of mentality and taking it on and um, seeing the bet the best out of mm. the new competition. And I think there's some old rivalries that could renew through the process as well. And I think that's a big part of footy as well. You know, those local rivalries and probably the other thing I haven't touched on in all this, like the world's changed massively. Um, there's been a few cracks at the state league. Um, the thing is the highway doesn't get any shorter. Um, but our de- the demands on time nowadays on nowadays on people mm. is greater and greater and greater. So the ability to try and, as I say, straddle that community competition and high performance in a state like ours, it, it hasn't been as effective as we would like. And we just think there's a model that can work better um, that will be better in the long run. You mentioned the pathways, um, which is the exciting part in, in, in all of that. So, you know, when we spoke about this in the break, uh, you mentioned uh, um, academies uh, in all regions from the age of 12. Um, so, you know, you'll be able to represent in a Tassie jumper from the age of 12 all the way through to the, the, the Tassie team, uh, which is which is a terrific thing. And, and, and I guess some positive feedback for you is that, the announcement of that team has certainly captured the the imagination of kids in that age bracket. I mean, from a cricket perspective, there are boys in in and around that twelve to fifteen years of age who have ultimately made the choice that footy is their is going to be their pathway. Had that been would would have that been their decision prior to the team announcement? Maybe not. So I think already you've started to see. Uh, footy getting the wins there in terms of talent identification and, and kids making a decision a little early. I guess to be devil's advocate to that, can you can you overburden twelve year olds with 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 too much in terms of um, skills and and development? And one of the challenges I I, th- I think that has become more apparent across the last couple of years. I mean, there are stories of under thirteen teams training two nights a week in late September, um, early November, dietitians, running plans. Does that does that become a, a bit of a problem for you to manage? Oh, it's uh, and the. It needs to be about fun and fundamentals. Is it's basically as a, at twelve years of age. It can't be. We're not talking proper high performance plan. Mm. It's it's as much around honing skills, um, developing as mu- as many players as possible, um, getting that network as wide as possible in terms of um, exposure in all regions. And that's something we really pride ourselves on. Is that we go deeper into communities than any other sport. Um, and we, when it comes from a talent point of view, we invest in all three regions and that's something that's really important to us. We know the strength of footy is in the strength of our three regions, not any one region. Yeah. So uh, that's really important. But yeah, to answer your question, yeah, you, you could overdo it, I think, for mm. 12s to 15s. And that, as we're setting up the academy, which we're in the throes of doing at the moment, by yeah. the way, we've got some key appointments coming. Um, that'll be a key focus is how you you make sure it's not too much, mm. um, but it's also helping develop our best talent. Yeah. All right, time for the news, Gilly. We're going to have a little couple of more minutes with you if you've got time to stay with us before we uh, head to the next break. Let's go to the news, talking with Damien Gill. All things Tassie footy, stay with us. David Dobrichids with you on a Saturday morning coming up. Matthew Reid to talk about the Hobart Cup, the derby last night. Andrew Gaze after nine. Billy Stanlake a little bit later in the program. Damien Gill is with us. Righto, Gilly. I'm putting you 
right to the knife to the proverbial now. 2026. I've I've split it up with I've given myself 90 seconds to work this out. Regional footy. Down the northwest coast, we've got Bernie Alveston, Penguin, Smith and Devonport, the Trobe. Have I missed anyone? Uh, Winyard. Winyard, that's right. There you go. Thank you very much. That's seven, right? That was, so we, that was good, Gilly. That was impressive. So we got, on that. We've got seven teams, Brett, on the northwest coast. And that competition's almost established anyway, it as is, it is, yeah. which would be fair to say. So we're not, but we're we, not really... Go on. Uh, we're really keen to uplift... Uh, the, and Definitely. work with the NWFL to take it to another level. But 100%. it is a strong competition. And, uh, again, those communities, at town v. town, yes. it's highly relevant. Quick, so, quickest question here, Flash. I apologise. How many how many kids from the North West will go back and play who are down playing for Lonnie North Lonnie? Uh, off, the, off, off the top of your head. Uh, good question. Uh, this year, I'd say four or five. Okay, so not, yeah. it's not massive. No, no massive. quite yeah. a few of them um, stay and play at their local club okay. as is. Yep. Yeah. Yep. All right, well, there's our seven teams of the northwest coast. Down this way, Galorki, Clarence, New Norfolk, Kingborough, Lauderdale, Brighton. That's six. Uh, no, so the six, you're missing have someone. Uh, have I, have North I, have Hobart, you got oh, them. Oh, golly, how am I going here? Yeah. North so, Hobart. So there's seven. Is that about the model? No, nah, so it's six. Six so no initially. Brighton. So no, Brighton are in, New Norfolk aren't. So yes, we've course. run the process on the Southern Premier League. So yep. that completed last year. So yes. um, application process and Brighton went through and we're working with them to get them ready for next year. Yep. So um, yeah, exciting, the Brighton piece. In the north... This is the tricky one. There's a process underway at the moment. So that'll be six teams top Premier League. North Launceston, tick. Launceston... South Launceston. Is it Longford? Would they be... I'm not going to answer this question because oh, well, there's a process to well, determine it. And is guess it... what, Flash? I'm not on the panel. So okay. there's a panel in place. Jeez, well, you've you've, you've me... handled that well. Yeah. Let me talk to you, Brett. I mean, back in the old days, you would have liked it to be North, Lonnie, South, maybe Georgetown, Longford. You'd hope Scottsdale, but Scottsdale, where they're at now, wouldn't be capable. They wouldn't be competitive enough, but you'd like that still to be the... back to where it was and they would be competitive because everybody in the northeast will go and play with the Magpies. Right? Well, and the, the, the question for Gilly is that the talent sits, I believe, in the... So what, what comp does Old Scotch play in, in, the, in the north? Uh, they're Division 1. So there's a, at the moment in the NTFA, there's Premier Division, Division 1. They'll be moving to a model that has three divisions. Right. Um, and a new Premier League, which will... 666 sort of thing? Uh, Terms? Yeah, I think that's the blend. But they're also... There's, there's still detail to work out how Divs 1 and 2 look yeah. um, underneath the Premier League because they're talking about potentially promotion relegation and a whole range of things. So um, so, the, so the St. Pats or the old Scotch or whoever it is potentially who would you logically think would start in the second division, maybe there's a model where they can go up and down. Potentially, yeah. yeah. So the NTFA are working through that. They, they like us, want to resolve the Premier League piece first. Okay. Um, so there's a process in place at the moment. Um, really good interest around applications. So clubs want to be in this competition. Mm, they want to strive to be better. Definitely. Yeah, and that's we, the positive thing. Which is what I was going to ask, because there's a bit of cash in some of those clubs. So you'd imagine the the clubs, like a, an old Scotch. Hang on, we're not even talking about cash, mate. I'm just saying that the, the, the clubs that are financial you'd imagine are going to be well positioned to, to, to hold firm in a Premier League in terms of being able to meet salary caps and payment of players and, and different bits. And, you know, a Scottsdale, I guess, is, is a cha- that, that, that would be a challenge for them to rebuild to, a, to be in a yeah. strong financial position. There's a lot of 
really good community clubs in the north of the state um, that have a lot of strengths. And I think the beauty of this is with a Lonnie and a North Lonnie coming back into a competition like this is they can actually learn off those competitions, For sure. those clubs as well, and see what they do from a program point of view mm -hmm. and strive to be better and hope the overall ambition is to have more really strong community clubs in the north of the state. But there's, yeah, there's high capacity across a lot of those clubs, mm. really good community footy clubs and really good community footy people. There's going to be a lot of growing pains here. This is not going to be an easy model. I've talked to you about this off air, about the difficulty. We understand the challenges. North Lonnie have been the best team in Tasmania for over a decade, hands down. Lonnie have probably been the second best. That's the reality. That's the truth, isn't it? So you can understand the perspective, but... If you can just get out of the bubble a little bit and put yourself in this, this competition could be awesome. Absolutely. And we've still got work to do on the potential around state finals. Oh, that was my next question. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, rep series during the year, region v region. Yes. Uh, that region rivalry, I think it's something we should lean into rather than lean against. Definitely. It's just part of what we are as Tasmanians. So we're going to do some consultation with players and clubs around what the ideal model is for that because I think that is a special part of where we're headed as well. Damien Gill, thanks so much for joining us this morning. We could keep chatting with you, but great to hear your um, candid thoughts and all the best. And this year's going to be a good year of statewide footy. We're gonna, we haven't got time to talk about it, but Lord, it all looks super strong. And, yeah, we're going to go to a break. Just, just quickly, because Gilly's going to depart, David. Quickly, and, and so I just want to say, all the time. <laughs> Mate, he's got no idea. No, it's fine. It's all good. We're only going to a break. It's all good. Credit to you in terms of the people you have around the state working in each. Barry Gavey's a legend. Lindsay DeCosta, Aaron Roberts, uh, the staff who work under them. Uh, just a phenomenal group of human beings. So you've done a, a cracker job in establishing a great team. Um, so, and we've got to finish on a positive. We've asked you some hard questions there. Credit to you in terms of the team you, you've got out there. And I've no doubt with those people, you're on a winner. And some more good people coming, which I'm excited to uh, reveal in the next coming weeks. So. Brilliant. Very Thank good. you, Gilly. Good no questions. Let's answered. go to Thanks a break. Dave, you do this all the time. Let's go oh, to a break, mate. Shut up, mate. <laughs>